I'd be remiss if I didn't speak about some of the consequences of growing in Christ. I would be in many ways withholding vital information. You know, see, when you begin to grow in the Lord and you really begin to enter into a personal relationship to him, personal relationship in your spirit, man, your spirit person. And when your spirit begins to stand up in your life and take control of the functions, functions of your vessel, you're going to find a very disheartening thing happening to you in your relationship to those around you in the world. You see, when you grow in the Lord, and the Lord becomes your all in all. When he becomes so precious to you that you can't stand the idea of not having him the focal point of your life. You can't bear the ideal of, of, of him not being the most important subject matter of your mind, your heart, mind, and soul. You're going to find a disheartening thing's going to happen. It's going to happen to you. And it's disheartening because you're going to find that you're going to have to learn to walk alone. And see, I can't tell you all these things and tell you about the growth of your spirit and tell you about the growth of your relationship in Christ without relaying this fact to you. You're going to have to learn how to walk alone. You're going to have to get, if you can ever get used to it, but you're going to have to learn how to adapt during those times when the loneliness of your desire to want to know him is not reciprocated among those around you that's not received even by your loved ones and your friends. And see, we're not talking about us developing a religious nature towards the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about a self, a self-righteousness. We're not talking about that either. But we're talking about an individual that sincerely began to make the Lord Jesus Christ their all in all. When they begin to break open the alabaster box. You see, Mary broke open the alabaster box on top of Jesus. And you know what the response of those around them was like? Why are you wasting that? Why are you wasting it on the Lord? We could have sold it once said, we could have sold it to feed the poor, even though they probably didn't care about the poor like that. But we could have, we could have did some good with that. It was costly. Something she might have had for a long time. May have been an heirloom, could have been handed it down. She could have maybe collected over a period of time. It represented her past, present, and future. The alabaster box could have been collected over a period of time. A little bit at a time, a little bit at a time here, a little more, a little more. But see, when she understood this man in her spirit, she understood who Jesus Christ was in her spirit. Her spirit man stood up. Her spirit person rose up and said, he's worthy. He's worthy of all I got. He's worthy of all that I can put on it. 
I don't want to hold anything back. I know my mama may have gave this to me when she died, but he's worthy. I know my daddy could have donated to me when he passed away, but he's worthy. It may have been set up for, for this fund or set up for that purpose. But who's in front of me is worthy. He's greater than all those things. He's worth me breaking open the alabaster box and pouring it on him. All the disciples got indignant. That's a, that's a certain type of anger. You know, indignation is a kind of deep anger or, or, or dislike or disgust in your spirit. It's not a normal type of anger, you see. So they didn't appreciate this display by this woman, see. Because maybe none of them had, had caught the fire yet, see. Maybe none of the other disciples never caught the fire that this man was worthy. Maybe none of the other disciples understood who he actually was. Who he is. So when he, when, when Mary broke open the box, alabaster box on Jesus and poured it on his head. Kissed his feet, wiped the tears, let her hair. Tears streaming down her face. She using her hair. That's a woman that understands. That's a woman that's caught the fire in her spirit. See, she, she's not playing. She's not under some kind of delusion. You know, some people can walk with you for a little while. They can walk with you for, for some time. But you come to find out when the rubber, as they say, meets the road, there's something lacking. There's something lacking in their, in, their, in their response to you. There's something lacking in how they respond to your need. There's something lacking. They don't quite understand why you need all that, Jesus. They don't quite understand why you got to have all that, Jesus. They don't understand that the Lord Jesus Christ wants all of you. That's why a lot of people don't follow him like that. Because he wants too much. That's why a lot of people turn away from him. Because he wants too much. That's why a lot of people don't understand. Because he wants too much. And this is what I, I understood. When I began to understand this about the Lord Jesus Christ, it changed my approach. Lord Jesus Christ wants all of you. I'm going to tell you a little secret right now. He wants all of you and he will have all of you. Whether you like it or not. Because one day you're going to stand before him. One day you're going to be looking at him. And then you'll want to give him all. Because you'll have no choice. See, Some people give the Lord all they have when they have no choice. When they're on the sick bed, they have no choice. When they can't get up on their own and go where they want to go, they don't have any choice now. Then they want to become obedient, see. And that's fine. We all have our destination places. But you know what? I'd rather be in the circle of those that are willing to give him what he wants now. See, I don't want to wait until I can't do anything else. I don't want to wait until I can't go anywhere else. I don't want to wait. 
I want to give him everything he wants for me now. Why? Because he's worthy. Why shouldn't he be worthy? What you got more important? What you're looking at more important? What you feel about it more important? Because when that time comes, when your hour is there, when your hour comes knocking on the door, tapping on the window, where would be your friends then? Where would be your relationships then? Don't worry, I won't be long. It's the 18-minute preacher, remember. You got to give him what he wants now. Because if you give him what he wants now, you can enjoy him longer. See, I want long life, and I want a healthy life too. But you know what? I want it so that he can enjoy my life longer. I don't care about traveling to the south of France. If I get there, that's okay. But I want long life so that he can enjoy me longer. He can fellowship in this vessel a little bit longer, Lord. He can get to know me a little bit longer, Lord. He can get to taste the food that I eat a little bit longer. He can get to lay hands on those that are sick a little bit longer. I feel like I'm just getting started. I had my hands tied behind my back for so long in dysfunctional relationships to myself and to my God. See, I had to get out the dysfunctional reality that I set for myself and that was set for me because of dysfunction of others. And that's okay. You know, God understands that you should be broken because if you weren't broken, you wouldn't need him. If you wasn't broken, you wouldn't come crying out. So he's not upset with your brokenness. He's upset with your willingness to bring it to him. He's upset that you don't think that he's worthy. He's upset that we turn our back on him all the time because of situational pressures. He upset, it upsets him that we don't think that he's worthy. And where do we get that notion from? The flesh. Where do we get the idea that he's not worthy? The cardinal mind. What can be more worthy than the Lord Jesus Christ having all of you? That sounds like a good deal. But you know what? The more you give him, the more he gives you. See, that's why I says, like, you know, you can have people that give them just, just, just 30%, see. Yeah, people give them 60%. And some people give them 100%, leaving nothing out of his reach. And he'll say, you know what, take it from that one and give it to one that got the most. And they say, well, he already got a lot, then give him more. Because he's not holding anything back from me, so I'm not going to hold anything back from him. I'm committed to a little bit more. Lord Jesus Christ is committed to a little bit more. And as you begin to flip over the rocks and stones in your life and you see the things that you need to continue to turn over to him, keep giving it to him. Because see, he begins to flip over everything in your life and you begin to realize, I forgot that was there. I forgot that pain was there. I forgot that bruise was there. You showed it to me, Lord. Now I don't, I still don't want it. 
You know, the hurt, harm, and the danger likes to come back. It likes to come and, and test and see if it still has anything hanging in your closet, see? I know. You'll be doing fine for a while. You're on the road to getting to know the Lord Jesus Christ a little bit better. And all of a sudden, somebody that you used to like comes ringing your mind's bell and the doorbells of your heart. And you might even run into them and all of a sudden you begin to question how much further you should go in the Lord because you got now this thing, this idea that you might want to fulfill, see? The enemy got you set up. See, Mary, Mary wasn't going back to the old lover. Mary wasn't going back to the old way. Mary wasn't going back to the old lifestyle. Mary understood that he was worthy. He was worthy. That he's worthy. He's worthy of everything she has. She, he's worthy of everything he, she possesses. He's not holding anything back from him. Not saying, not saying to the Lord, not this year, Lord, but maybe next year I'll give it to you. Let me play with it a little bit longer. That ain't Mary. Mary, Mary wasn't trying to hide from. Him. In fact, Mary shouldn't even been with in the room. Wasn't nothing but the big shots in there, see. But Mary was bold because she had she had boldness in her heart. She was bold to come and give him what she had. He said, leave her alone. Get your mouth off of her. Get your thoughts off of her. Leave her alone. She's done a good thing. See, we want to play with God. We want to flip him over a little bit and play with him. We want to kind of tickle him under his chin a little bit. We kind of just want to reserve little spots for him that ain't too tight, that ain't too much, that ain't too strong. Just a little bit lean. We're a little bit lean with God, see? We're just a little bit lean with God. We don't want him to have everything. We're a little bit lean. He don't need all that. Other disciples said, he don't need all that. Why you wasting it on him? Ain't he got enough? He said, leave her alone. She's done a good thing. She's preparing me. She's preparing me for my death, my burial, and my eventual resurrection. One day you'll be thanking Mary, and I can't wait to meet her. I'll be like, thank you, Mary. Thank you, man. And it was so important to Jesus. He said that, 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 and this is how he goes. He said, what this woman has done should accompany the gospel. That means that she, they should speak of it along with the gospel. What does that mean? That means that what Mary did, giving him all that she had, giving all that she possessed, is a requirement to go along with the gospel. Because if you come to the Lord Jesus Christ and you don't give him everything you got, you are shortchanging him. You're shortchanging him. And Jesus don't like to be shortchanged. Like giving him back shortchange. Shortchange Christians. Don't worry, I just got, I got less than two minutes. Shortchange believers. He said, what this woman does 
what this woman has done to me should accompany the gospel that you preach. It should go along with it. It should be a part of the message. Why did you have to count the cost to follow this man? You have to count the cost. Mary counted the cost and deemed him worthy of all that she had in her heart. See, Mary wasn't perpetrating the fraud, see. Mary wasn't a pretend believer, an almost believer, a kind of sort of believer. So you can be kind of sort of with Jesus, kind of sort of in and kind of sort of out, not quite committed. I understand. I was in that number. That's why he said what this woman has done should accompany the gospel, has to go along with it. But the but the but the men folk didn't get that. See, maybe they wasn't quite the sinner that 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 Mary was. See, everybody don't love hard. Everybody don't love the Lord hard. Everybody don't love the Lord hard. See, some of have some of us have soft love for Christ. It's not too tight. It's not wrapped up too tight. In a blanket of love, it's kind of just kind of doused a little bit, just kind of sprinkled with fondness. You got a lot of people that's fond of the Lord Jesus Christ. But they're not in love with him. That's why they didn't understand what she was doing. But when you fall in love with the man, there's nothing you won't give him. There won't nothing you won't give up for him. Because he's your God. 